warning. What follows is a story of monsters, madness, and mayhem. I am Nick. And I am Zach. Welcome to Weird Feared, a barely educational podcast about local folklore that aims to enlighten, entertain, and expand your world. Now, Zach. Yep. Sometimes we start this show with a question. Sure. Which I'm sure you always appreciate. I do. Because. I get unhinged. You get unhinged. Sometimes. Are you going to be unhinged during this episode? Maybe. Are you going to lose your effing mind? Probably. I can't wait. So, to encourage that situation that I guess we'll both be totally happy with. Yep. I'm going to ask it. Hypothetically speaking, Mm -hmm. if there were spots on Earth where spiritual energy was concentrated, like being centralized or focused, and if there were spots on Earth where energy was leaking from that very Earth or even traveling through it, do you think people with psychic abilities would want to travel there? Depends on the person, I guess. Some might want to avoid it. It's true. Do you think individuals... With the desire to channel supernatural beings would also want to travel there? Depends on the supernatural being. That's true. What if it was, I mean, what supernatural being would you want to channel and which one would you not want to channel? Would I want to channel? You got to pick one you want and one you don't want. What do you think? I want a a hodag. You want to channel a hodag, which, great, and what don't you want? Because a hodag, again, was, of course, a real being that existed in Rhineland or Wisconsin. Yep. Not a cobbled-together mess of taxidermied parts, a man-made. Right. Okay. So you want a hodag. Yeah. And what do you not want? What don't I don't want? Correct. If you're like, oh, I'm hoping for a hodag, and this popped through, you'd be like, oh, God. What would make you go, oh, God? Uh, what was that frog guy with the wand? With the kappa? No, no, I don't want the cap though. <laughs> you want the cap? I don't want the cap. You want the cap to touch your butt? No, I don't want the cap of that for some, sure. You want some butt touching? Yeah, no, so I'm good. That, that's the one I don't want to okay, show up you want the cap. He's like, hey, I'm here. I'm going to make you a puppet. Can I make you a puppet? Hey, have you ever had a frog demon's hand up your butt? Yeah. You're like, ah, I don't know how to answer this to make you not want to put your hand up your, my butt. And then he'll be like, any way you answer, I will still want to put my hand up your butt. Yeah, because that's where your soul is. And, and rip, rip out, out all of your bowels, which hopefully contains, well, does contain, according to my knowledge, your soul. Okay. So if you were someone who wanted to channel supernatural beings, and if you were someone with psychic abilities that wanted to harness them, would you want to go to this location? Not if the cap is going to be there. There's no kappa. You just want to hone your skills. Most okay. people, these people, at least do exist, and they would say yes. Well, depending on who you talk to, always a caveat with these delightful conversations we do have. Um, They do exist. Again, the points that draw them in, that channel them, 
these energy points, and they are scattered all about the Earth. Although scattered might be a little inaccurate term because for those who believe in them, these vertices are said to fall along ley lines, lines that form a grid of energy surrounding the Earth. Again, this energy has been described as earthly, natural, psychic, healing, supernatural. The point is, the energy lies at these points, and they are called energy vortices. Okay. How do you feel about them? Uh, they feel great? Yeah, I think so. Believe in points in the earth? Sure. I guess that's a lot to ask, but I mean, potentially, and there's certain points. If you believe in the supernatural and the um, energy of the earth existing mm-hmm. as a thing, again, Star Wars called it the force and gave it a nice marketable term. Mm-hmm. But if you believe all things are connected, do you believe energy points exist that are more powerful than others? Sure. I think, I think I'd have to say yes. I don't see why not. not hey, do you want it? Just because I'm not in tune with it doesn't mean right. that it's not there. Well, of course, um, I'm going to give you a little aside here. You know, my girlfriend is a medium and she does do uh, tarot and astrology. Mm-hmm. And do you want to hear something wild? Mm-hmm. All right. So I was hanging out. One of her good friends came home. Um, from where he was, you know, he came home. He lives. He lives in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Then another friend uh, came in, and we're hanging out. We're chilling. And then she sent me a text at the table. Um, like while we were hanging out, she wasn't there with us, mm-hmm. just because we were going through like astrology charts and things. That was tantalizing the crowd um, with a certain man's, you know, astrological chart. And out of the blue, she's like, "Someone there is pregnant." I was like, "Okay." Was it you? No. <laughs> but, of course, that would mean even their significant other. Like, it was just some energy in the air. Uh-huh. Then a few months later, I found out they were pregnant huh. at that time. My point is energy. Mm-hmm. And that shit exists. Magic is real. Which is wild to me. But that's where that's the world we live in. So let's accept that these energy points exist and some noteworthy energy vortices or vortexes, either works, are Glastonbury, England, Stonehenge, England, Esvendra, Ibiza, Spain, Halea Kala Volcano in Hawaii, USA. That's, oh, duh, obviously Hawaii. The whole country? Oh. Hawaii is part oh. of the USA. I know. <laughs> it, it was, it jumped a line. Yeah, okay. Uh, Giza Pyramids, Mayan Ruins, Tulum, Mexico. Machu Picchu, Peru, and even, and maybe especially, Sedona, Arizona, which is a place I've been meaning to do more on. So okay. glad that's in my, uh, you know, it's in the forefront of my mind now. But we are not talking about any of these places, not today. In fact, let's jump to upstate New York. Time frame, uh, let's say the first half of the 19th century. All over America, different religious movements had been flourishing since the turn of the century and what would be called the great, the second 
Great Awakening. The Burned Over District? The Burned Over District, 100%. During this period, upstate New York was brimming with new religions. In fact, this area was so active that it was called the Burned Over District, named as such because the excitement of these new religious revivals erupted and spread like wildfire through the minds of the local population and then the rest of the country. Well, the rest of the country was already doing its own revival thing. Religions, these movements, there was a lot going on. Such infamous religions to arise during this period from this region were the Church of Latter-day Saints, the Millerites, the Shakers, and the works of the Fox Sisters, which would eventually give birth to spiritualism. Spiritualism, correct. Yeah. Now. Did I get an A? You got an A+. Hell yeah. Yeah, you're fucking killing it right now. You've studied this material. This is the time and place where George P. Colby was born in 1848. In Pike, New York, to be precise. Does that name ring any bells by chance? No, not exactly, but I was going to look it up just out of curiosity. The vibes? All right. Yeah. And there was something off about Colby. I mean, he wasn't a normal kid, and his parents knew it. After moving to Minnesota, the family had George baptized in waters that were so cold they needed to cut a hole in the ice to go through it. That's just frozen. How does that feel? It's not, that's just ice. Oh, it was so cold. It's really cold water. It's so it's cold, it's frozen. so cold. Yeah, that's just ice. So, like when you're being baptized in the river, how cold is it usually? Is it so cold, it's warm and there's no ice? Is that usually how it goes? It's typically wet, not frozen. Correct. Well, they had to baptize a kid, and there was ice in the river, so... Um, they made it work. Correct. Sometimes people drill holes for ice fishing. Other times people drill holes to baptize their children. That's so ridiculous. I mean, even right here. You know it's cold when you had to set up an ice fishing rig to baptize your kid. I mean, true. It's a little chilly. I mean, I'm not one to speak for any higher power, but maybe, you know, God would have been cool with you waiting for the river to thaw. But I guess what if something happened to the kid who wasn't baptized? Straight to hell. You have to do it now. Then Straight he, to hell. Then he would fall to hell, hang out with Satan, and watch the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. Which is Satan's favorite show, is what I've learned. That's what we've decided. If this podcast has taught me anything, it's that. Yep. Satan loves to unironically, ironically watch the Big Bang Theory. I don't get it. Like, are they making fun of nerds? Do they like them? I don't know. Like, is it, like, uh, is it trying to cater to both sides? Or is it trying to win people over to nerd culture? But like nerd culture makes billions of dollars these days. So is it even nerdy? Is it or is it just mainstream? Saying like I'm so confused. Torture that guy. He sinned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Back to my show. Yeah. During commercials is when he does the torturing. Yeah. All right. I got three minutes to kill. All right. Anyways, his parents may have regretted doing things this way because after you know being baptized in freezing cold water. George claimed he could talk to the dead. George believed the baptism, quote, had thinned the veil between our world and the world into which spirits ascend, allowing him direct contact with those on the other side. I feel like that's not how baptism is supposed to work. I feel like this is a, this baptism might have taken a side quest. Yeah. It's like, hey, this is cool, but like, what if you do this? Probably not the desired result of his parents. Probably not. He's like, I just want to save you from watching. Literally every baptism is just like, I just want to save you from watching the Big Bang Theory with Satan. Mm-hmm. Like, if you do this, you'll get to go to heaven and watch, I don't know, something you like. 
uh, I hope all of our fans love the Big Bang Theory. Wouldn't that be insane? But I mean, to, honestly, legitimately, to each their own, it's just not my thing. It's not my thing. So, either. like, <laughs> I just think I've, that would be I've, really funny. I've tried many times. I have not. I tried once and I was like, nope, I'm good. I've tried a couple times. It's like, but then, like, when I would watch, which we mentioned on our, well, I mentioned on our last episode, um, as we revisited the Mothman of Chicago, like, Watching it on YouTube with the laugh track taken out, it's just like, ugh. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was the episode they chose. I don't know. But I feel like I've talked way too much about the Big Bang Theory. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Back to George. And then to you. Have you ever been in water so cold you start seeing ghosts? I have been in very cold water before. Yeah. I did not see any ghosts. See? So, I mean, like, it's a gift for certain people. Mm-hmm. And some people, you know... Maybe George would have come across this in his late 20s and 30s, but maybe jumping him in a freezing cold water, you know, amplified his talents. And mine wasn't frozen, so it wasn't that cold, but it was very cold. Yeah, yeah so like the polar plunge. I wonder if any of those people see ghosts. I mean, I probably would. Like, oh my God. I mean, the one time I was in the super cold water was yeah. just snow runoff in the mountains. That's fair. So it was like super yeah, that's cold. Fr- like, that's real. Ooh. But that made me shiver just like thinking about it. Yeah. All right. So regardless, um, his Baptist parents, again, George's Baptist parents, weren't pleased by his new ghost powers, perhaps causing George to double down on his abilities. You know, the good old punk rock mentality that's done everyone so well in certain times in their lives. You know, rebelling against your parents. You're not seeing ghosts. Hell yeah, I'm seeing ghosts. I'm going to see more ghosts. Don't tell me what to do, it's mom not, and dad. It's not a phase, mom. Yeah, I'm, I'm seeing, seeing ghosts. ghosts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is just what I do. Yeah. All right. So George doubled down on his abilities, leaving home when he could, choosing to roam up and down the American countryside, spreading his own spiritualist teachings. He believed strongly in seances and his services as a medium to channel messages from the dead to the living. And although there are many variations, that is the core of spiritualism, which has come up on you know many episodes in this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, the belief that souls or personalities survive after death and continue growing, learning, adapting, and can therefore offer helpful insight to the living in their day-to-day lives. Spirits who excel at this from behind the veil become spirit guides. So spirits who are like entuned and pass on tend to help out the living. Mm-hmm. They know how to communicate with the living. Like how someone who is a, say, a, a medium can seances and connect. They're like from the other side, like, hey, you know, they are the telephone operators, which is a thing where you pull and plug the thing that I've seen in movies. Because I'm old, but I ain't that old. Mm-hmm. As a medium, George was obviously all about this. During one of his seances, George contacted an indigenous spirit guide by the name of Seneca. Again, this story, people tend not to appreciate this tale because what is George doing? At least this is George's side of the story. Again, it's what he said. The Seneca people had lived in the area where George grew up, so maybe he felt some kind of connection there. Whatever. Regardless, the story goes. Again, this is just what George was telling people. So it's how his story goes. Um, So take that for what you will. The Seneca told of a specific location where George should set up shop and create a spiritualist compound, a campground, a base, whatever you want to call it, a place where spiritualists could get together 
and do spiritualist stuff. And this location, you may have guessed, is positioned on an energy vortex. It would also come to be called the psychic capital of the world. Where? Did you mention that yet? Or? Not yet, okay. but we're, we're getting there. So where is this location? Another totally hypothetical question. If you are living in New York, what might you hate? What do you really think would get your goat about living in New York? What would drive you nuts? What would be like, uh, I'm not a super huge fan of this situation. The pizza. Okay. I lived in New York. I did not like the pizza. It's not the sh- same as Chicago or just other pizza in general. Why is it so thin? I don't want to fold it. There's that. I just, I just think where, where we live, we are spoiled with food. Yeah. Even like subpar food around here, at least from what I've heard, tends to be better than other places. Chicago's a food place. Mm-hmm. It loves the food. So outside of the pizza... And they didn't have Jardinera in New York either. What the fuck's that about? They didn't have a Jardinera when I went all the way down to Florida. Yeah. I was like, can I have some it's a local Jard- thing. I didn't know that until can I, I moved some, to New York. Can I have some Jardinera? And well, it's the same story as you. They're like, oh, what? I was like, oh. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. They're like, what are you saying? And I was like, what the fuck? Where am I? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God, I thought it was... Oh, no. It's like, I thought it was still in my... Uh, my con- the country. That's how I learned Jardinera was regional. <laughs> right. But like every subway I've ever been to, yeah. I thought it was just a subway thing. Yeah, that's that's probably, exactly what happened to I me. Prob- I mean, I've ate Jardinera outside of Subway many times in my life, but I assumed like it was like, like oh, one of the selling points of Subways. You get some mm-hmm. Jardinera. No, that's just here. Yeah. It's okay. So outside of that, New York winter is not the best. Yeah, I didn't think it was that bad. Ah, if you don't like cold, what's better? So Zach, well, I guess I already know. How do you feel about New- upstate New York winters again? I think they were that bad. <laughs> You're like, okay. I mean, my car was totally gone sometimes, but. Yeah. Well, New York winters with the modern amenities of the mid-1800s. That would that would be a little bit trickier, I think. But You say trickier, I say horrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Same difference. Now, I'm not saying this played a role in where George decides they to end. They put sand on everything. They don't salt everything. They sand all the things. Do the roads hold up better? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, they work better. Yeah, because you know what salt does? It fucking ravages the earth. Yeah, but you know how much sand is in your fucking house? Well, there's that. That's just, but then you can just pretend you're at the beach. No, it sucked. Isn't that fun? No. You're like, where's the beach ball and the, where's the volleyball girls? Yeah. Don't you think that? <laughs> yeah. In the middle of winter in New York, you never thought that? No, I was sweeping I just came home from the, the floor all the time, oh. in, or just covered in sand, it felt like, so. Well, Okay. So I'm not saying this played a role in where George decides to end up. But it sure as hell probably helped him convince other people to join him. Again, upstate New York was, and New York in general, was full of spiritualists looking to do spiritualist stuff. Many would follow George in 1875 from the Casadega Free Lakes Association of Casadega, New York, near Lilydale, all the way to warm, sunny, Sometimes, I mean, always humid Florida, where nine years after their initial settlement, the Southern Casadega Spiritualist Camp Meeting Association would be created in 1894. 
How do you feel about that? I'd rather stay in upstate New York than go to Florida. How about Florida? But I'm always hot, so. That's true. And like you avoiding Florida just because. Just of, the weather. Just because the weather. No, nothing else associated with the Florida. I mean, there's other things, but mostly the weather. Because back then, those things probably weren't total. I mean, it's still like, you know, it's still the deep south. So avoiding there's that. sea dews. But also 1894, but also like not good. Jet skis. Jet skis. You know what? They were fucking rocking. I don't think jet skis were invented until like 19... I mean, I'm sorry. No, no, no. I'm, I'm wrong. Until I disagree. Eight, no, 1896, and they came in 19... Damn it. 1894. Hmm. So I think they came two years before the invention of the jet ski. Okay. Or maybe like 1901. Maybe that was why I was flubbing. Because that's when the first jet ski was invented, I think. Sounds right. And I think, uh, I think um, Henry Ford was like, I want a jet ski for like the earth. And that's when he made the Model T. Yeah. That feels like history. Right. I don't feel anything wrong with that sentence. Nope. Probably checks out. They're like, you know what these things that we've been using on the water? Maybe we should incorporate them in aircraft. But they waited like 40 years to try that out. And they're like, how do we... Oh, what if we make wheels? Oh. Hmm. What's a wheel? The wheel was invented in 1901 because of a jet ski. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) This is a history folklore podcast. Yeah. Jesus. Hating on these clearly obvious facts. Anyways. We're just asking questions. That's what people do on podcasts, right? Mm-hmm. All the best podcasters just like, I'm just asking questions. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what if there were jet skis in the mid-1890s? I mean. I'm just asking. Yeah, I'm just asking questions. How do we know? Were you alive back then? There's no were, way you Were could, you there? Yeah, were you there? You don't know anything you weren't around for. No one writes, all books are lies. Everything's fake. Unless you've seen it with your own two eyes. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Again, I'm just asking questions. All right. That hypothetical is draining me of all of my soul. <laughs> all right. The 100 acres homestead George Colby and his family settled after traveling by train, boat, and foot would eventually be the foundation of Casadega, Florida, a community just 35 miles north of Orlando in unincorporated Lucia County. Again, the psychic capital of the world. I have to reiterate. Spiritualists from around the globe would flock to this humble abode again to do their spiritualisms. Casadega would build hotels to house visitors and expand generally as growing towns are known to do. It was really raging in the 1920s, leading up to the time George Colby himself passed away in 1933. In a town where people center on talking to the dead, There is no cemetery, at least not technically. The town cemetery is in nearby Lake Helen, and that is where Colby is buried. There is a lot of, you know, to talk about regarding Casadega, Colby, and spiritualism as a whole, which we don't have time for today, but I do plan to get back to you. Just not in this episode. But remember how I started this episode telling you about the uh, phenomenon of energy vortexes, yeah, vertices. Okay, mm-hmm. on that topic, I'm going to read you something from bemytravelmuse.com by Kristen in an article Energy vortexes, what are they, where are they, and why are they spiritual? I never heard it phrased exactly this way, like the logical steps this paragraph goes through to explain itself. So here we go. 
quote. First, quantum physics is the branch of physics which is concerned with the smallest units of our universe, atoms and subatomic particles. By studying subatomic particles, quantum physicists have observed that these particles are made up not only of substantive matter, but also of swirling vortexes of intangible energy. Therefore, everything in existence can be argued to also be made up of swirling vortexes of energy. That's right. You, me in this room, maybe everything else around us is just a swirling ball of energy. I mean, yeah. It's true, right? Atoms. That's what we are. They're all swirling little it, balls basically atoms are supposedly more empty space and by supposedly i mean are mm-hmm. than actual matter but there's so many of them yeah here we exist mm-hmm. this table exists different than me i'm a, not a table as far as i know do you think i'm a table sometimes sometimes i can be a table mm-hmm. it's because i'm just you know set drinks on you i'm just very supportive who <laughs> <laughs> Quote, if on the subatomic (laughs) level, everything contains non-substantive energy, it is probable that the Earth, which is also made of subatomic energy particles, would be home to some kind of energy field. Perhaps certain geographical locations hold special amounts of energy acting as major connecting points for this energy field. Again, to break away from the quote. I mean, George Lucas gave it a marketable name. Yeah. But the force is a thing. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to, but again, I may not be able to make something fly off a fucking shelf. But as far, I mean, when you walk into a room, vibes, energies, you feel them. I mean, I stand by this. Mm-hmm. If somebody's like pissed off, you can be like, oh, something's off. Just by their demeanor. You look at them, but you feel it though. Yeah. You can feel it. Yeah, but that could be reading body language. I mean, there's a lot of things it could be. The body language is true, but also like that, this like, who says like, you know, all that stuff is interwoven. Yep. Interwoven? No, twoven. Twoven together. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Or, like, or you're just like, something feels off here. Yeah. No, you, no. you don't know what it is exactly. Yeah, sure. All of a sudden you're in high alert. Then you like look around, and then you notice. Then you notice like the body. Like sometimes that happens even before. Yeah, your you sixth person. sixth sense goes off. Which, to my point, again, magic, real, and if we're all connected, that stuff like messes with each other. Like you know, if you bump into a shelf, you're like, oh, wow, stupid shelf. Or if you bump into some other bullshit, like oh, that's dumb. But like you feel it. So like energy wise, energies can mix and do weird shit. Mm-hmm. So. If energy is, this is back to the quote, so if energy is much of what we are, does that mean that as humans we respond to the energy of our planet? It might make sense. Because we are made up of particles of energy, we might sense the same energy around us, especially in some specific places where it is greater or more intense than usual. That's why ghost hunters, breaking away from the quote, obviously, like, you know, electromagnetic fields, they'll check for like a bunch of cables together, a bunch of like, you know, power boxes and shit. To make sure the energy isn't just coming from electricity, because that is obviously energy. And if you're getting readings that are close to what, like, you know, wires or conduits would give off, and there's none of that there, that seems kind of weird. Again, bare minimum, goofy. To reference our previous episode, a little oogie boogie. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, it's my new favorite phrase. I mean, it's pretty good. It's like, oh, is it spooky? Is it supernatural? No. It's not quite spooky. Not sp- it's oogie boogie, though. It's oogie boogie. In my day-to-day life, if like something feels off, I'm like, man, isn't that oogie boogie? <laughs> I want people to be like, what the fuck are you talking about? I'm like, yeah. man, it's just, you don't feel a little boogie here? Like, what? You want an oogie boogie? Yeah, well, there's that. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? Hey, man. You'll figure it out. Yeah, I guess. But, again, if in some specific places where it is greater or more intense than usual. So that could explain the ability to feel a difference in our physical, emotional, and spiritual selves at geographical energy vortexes. After all, if we are just swirling bodies of energy, it would make sense that we would be receptive to other swirling bodies of energy. Therefore, when we come in contact with unusually high amounts of energy, geographical energy vortexes, we can't help but respond physically emotionally and spiritually end of the quote just as a quick aside how do you feel about that <clears throat> about like just i mean we kind of talked about it as i was going through those quotes because i was even i was breaking aside but mm-hmm. like the energies and things relating and vibing and not vibing or bouncing off each other sure i believe that there could be something out there like that yeah am i susceptible to it not that i've noticed but i may be you know on the wrong side of the spectrum or whatever you want to call it for that yeah maybe um but are there certain thing people that could you know vibrate it that or whatever however you want to describe it i don't know yeah entirely possible i don't see why not um I did think you were going to talk about ley lines. I thought that's where you were going here. I mean, that's just a little tease. I mean, they're out there. They exist. Yeah. But I mean, if you had anything about ley lines to add, go for it. Well, I don't know enough about them exactly, but it sounds kind of like what you're what you're getting at a little bit, where it's like the focused energies. And I think a lot of people contribute that to ley lines and stuff, which yeah. from what I remember about them are lined up with a lot of the significant parts of our earth that you mentioned like uh stonehenge uh-huh. the pyramids yeah things like that which makes me want to go into because when i was bringing this together i do recall um like sedona arizona has like things going on there yeah like i'm not talking about this one but like gotta get back to sedona we gotta get back to sedona sure because there's no like stonehenges in sedona but we don't know what was there you know I'm not going to lie, I don't know shit about Sedona, Arizona. So We'll, we'll get to it. Okay. Not tonight, but I mean, consider this a little prequel to... Sedona, Arizona. Sedona, Arizona. Yeah. Right. So, and I mentioned this even as we were talking during my reading of that episode, of what I've put together. I mean, doesn't... Isn't that just a long-winded way to say the force is real? Energy is connecting, vibing, depending on how you view force sensitivity... I mean, Star Wars is your forte, I'm just saying. So, like... Yeah, and, I mean, even in Star Wars, they kind of, like, hint that, you know, the Force is there for everyone. It's just not everybody's open to it. Right. Or, you know... No, right, exactly. And, like, maybe even if you're sensitive, without proper training, you can't... You don't know what things mean. It's just like, oh, I just feel this way. Yeah. Well, maybe what you feel is actually... You say, oh, everybody probably feels this way. Well, maybe it's not. Yeah. And maybe you're more in tune with things than you're willing to admit 
or have the ability to realize, mm-hmm. which is kind of wild. Mm-hmm. All right. There is another phenomenon that we have to address. Okay. So you have mediums specifically channeling all their energy to talk to the dead on an area where energy essentially channels itself. This energy is supposed to balance you, heal you, help you. Right? Right. But what else could that energy do? I mean, I almost jumped ahead of myself. Psychic energy is psychic energy and it isn't always good. The force has a dark side after all. Sure does. Uh, So, about that cemetery. Mm -hmm. It's been in use since the George Colby settled. The George Colby. That's how we talk about him. The George Colby. It's been in use since the George Colby settled the area. Meaning it's old. What if someone wanted to talk to a spirit that was more than a ghost? What What if someone wanted to talk to something that was more than an angel and worse than a demon. More than an angel and worse than a demon. What do you think that is? <clears throat> There's if, only one guy that comes to mind, really. Is it somebody who recently has become a big fan of the <laughs> Big Bang Theory? Yeah. In our current lore, yes. <laughs> he just loves it. He's like, ah, oh, Sheldon, that scamp. I hate him, but he's somewhat admirable. I feel like that. You know, this is how I felt when Dad was kicking me out. He's just like, didn't understand me. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. He doesn't about. get me. This is Satan talking. Yeah, I know. I don't get like Sheldon. Like, he just views the world in a different. That's how I viewed the world. Satan again. I like to just voice for Satan. Uh-huh. That's great. He's like, you made all these humans. I'm sure he takes kindly to that. I. I mean, I hope so. I mean, he's a child <laughs> of God. Where are? Anyways, Satan, <laughs> Dad, why'd you make these humans? Like, haven't you thought about how they're thinking? Some don't even think. He's like, I read a. I read an article on Google. And God's like, what? I We exist within time and space, bear with me, where some people don't even have inner monologues in their heads. They don't think to themselves. They don't have ideas. They just act. I think this will go bad for the planet if these people are allowed to act this way. No, they're coming to you. And he's like, but like, before they get to me, they're going to like fuck things up. God's like, don't say fuck. It's all part of the plan. Yeah, he's like, and Satan's like, that's fine. But like, I just like, uh, don't you like the earth? I love it. Well, do you want them to ruin it? That's their choice, free will. Like, sure, but like you made them. It's you, part you, of the plan. You you did this though. It's the plan. God, you did this. The plan. Uh, sorry, he's like God. Sorry, Dad. And then Satan's like Daddy. God's like, don't call me Daddy. That's weird. He's like, okay, Dad. Why are you doing this? This is fucked up. Don't swear at me. Okay. All right. Okay. I'm just saying. It's gonna get bad for like this planet. Like, don't you like like deer? You made deer, right? It's all part of the plan. What if they just like build a bunch of subdivisions where the deer live? Would you get pissed? Part Again. of the plan. <laughs> Weird. Why did you make the deer then? It's part of the plan. Ah! I'm going to rebel against you. Michael, kick his ass. Yes, Dad. I mean, Daddy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what? Anyways, that was The War in Heaven by oh. me. Cool. All that ends with Satan watching The Big Bang Theory. <laughs> So yeah, what if this cemetery channeled the Prince of Darkness himself? Satan. Well, cat's about to be out of the bag. 
Does any of this sound familiar to you? Parts of it, yeah, but... It's about to be real familiar. Okay. Because, I mean, well, here comes that other phenomenon, because within this cemetery rests a means to commune with Lucifer himself. Is it a chair? Within the Casadega Lake Helen Cemetery is a phenomenon known as a devil's chair. A chair specifically built or demonically repurposed to discuss dealings with the devil, or so the legend goes. This was our live episode from um oh. our event at the yeah. stand mansion okay um it was requested because um anyone there was listening to us over the loudspeakers and specifically my girlfriend who didn't have a chance to actually listen to the episode because she was running about running an event mm-hmm. and then i mean our recording has a lot of crowd interaction as far as you know background noise so she wanted like a this like a hear us she wanted more of what that episode was then I was reading through it and I was like, oh, there's a lot of spiritual stuff that I forgot about. Yeah. And I was like, I want that in my life. Mm-hmm. And it reminded me of Sedona, Arizona. So look forward to my five episode series on Sedona, Arizona. I was going to talk about it for like 12 years. Okay. But I mean, supposedly, I remember there's a whole bunch going on. But I mean, so like where this episode climaxes is, uh, well, it's pretty great because again, the memorable part of how to commune with Satan is beautiful to anyone who, you know, was there forgot which you'll soon be reminded also it reminded me that i was planning to do a whole devil series devil's chair series in the united states because there are other noteworthy chairs there's one in like at least according to our beloved internet iowa usa Mm -hmm. as a state missouri new york ohio vermont georgia and of course good old-fashioned supernatural Oogie Boogie, Illinois. Indicator. Mm. So I got a list of devil's chairs I'm going to dive into. And I mean, they're ripe for the taking. So I mean, if we want devil's chair talk, maybe this year we're going to take a seat, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. But we'll get there. Those will have to wait. Because we've got a sunshine seat to talk about, and the Florida chair we're discussing owes its strength to its unique location near Casadega the vortex, and the constant concentration of the spiritualists, not to mention how many actual spirits might be thriving in the area. So what's this chair look like? This chair is of massive red brick construction and almost looks like a stone pizza oven. The Magical Menagerie was our live event. took me a second to think about the title of the event. Mm-hmm. which is maybe appropriate if it allows you to talk with the worst oven of all. Again, back to my reference before my interjection of the stone pizza oven. Hell. The pit. Because, I mean, you know what you want to do when you're burning alive? You're dead. You want to know what you're doing when you're burning <laughs> as a soul? Ah, uh-huh. uh, watch Sheldon. So, legend goes that if you sit on the chair, you hear the whispers... And the voices. But they won't be the big bad. You might also see dark, shadowy figures appear in the distance. You may feel watched. But what if you want to talk to the big bad? Here comes the hype man. What if you want to see the big bad? What if you're trying to make a pact with the devil? Lucy himself. Get loosey goosey, feeling a little oogie boogie. <laughs> you know. What if you were trying to have a good time? 
How do you get his attention? Well, you might have to sit on his throne at midnight. Some legends say sitting is enough. But others say you had to give him what I'll call, this is just my quote from me, Nicholas, the sign. But what is the sign? Zach, you already know. What else could the devil need from you? Uh, I don't know. What does he want? He wants a beer. Okay, that's what I, I kind of thought. That's, that's where I'd gone before. But. It's exactly where it went before. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. If you bring an unopened can of beer for Satan and place it on the chair or on the grave next to his chair, I mean, as long as he can reach it, he's Satan, and leave it overnight. My name's Satan, and I like to party. Yeah, man, Satan, I like to party. I like to drink beer and watch a Big Bang Theory. It's my favorite <laughs> show. I started watching it ironically, and then I like unironically liked it because, like, I just, I mean, man, when you're in hell and you've seen these souls strung apart, that's just like, man, I need, I just got to let some steam off. So, when you come back in the morning after leaving Satan a beer, the can may in fact still be sealed, but the can will be empty. Some legends also say the beer can will just be gone altogether. So, Satan or human, you decide. Also, just again, as a podcast, we just ask questions. Yeah. Satan or human. The main thing to take away from this is that if you leave a beer in the graveyard, it's going to get drank. But if the can or bottle isn't open, it was probably Satan. Mm -hmm. Another legend goes that a young man was dared by his friends to sit in the chair, and upon doing this, simply vanished. Did Satan make his dream come true? Or maybe the man was punished because he didn't bring Satan his beer. Bring Satan a beer! Give me it! Satan's serum. Satan, what? I don't know what else a Satan beer would be called. Lucy Lager. I don't know. That's not the best. Yeah. It's not plus work. No. I'm not yet GPT. No. <laughs> I'm not a robot yet. Anyways, in reality, the chair was constructed by an older man. Again, which is more down to earth as far as, you know, potential origins of chairs go. Who lost his wife so he could rest after walking to sit by her grave in the 1920s. It was one of many in the tradition of the mourning chair. Which, mm-hmm. again is an ancient cemetery tradition. Big stone sculpted chairs, which would eventually go out of fashion, leaving behind something, just asking to have stories told about it. Again, when Rome fell and they left England, they all wondered who made these aqueducts, who made this road. Uh Society collapses in weird ways, and then things that are man-made often get attributed to mysticism, giants, and other kinds of legends. At some point, people stopped sitting in decorative graveyard chairs. At some point, they just got replaced with benches. Benches are lame compared to decorative graveyard chairs. I 100,000% agree. Right? Yeah. You're, in the, you're doing the thing. You're in memoriam. I want a morning throne to sit, sit on sit. that I can maybe drop a beer by and hang out with Satan for a little bit. Man. They should have more like cup holders in these things. Yep. Again, that help. During the first year of this podcast, I talked a little bit about libations. It's a worthwhile tradition, which oh, yes. has been poured out. You know, you pour mm-hmm. one out for your dudes or dudettes. Yeah. So it may be obvious. 
from even this exchange that, I mean, we're all about cemetery hangouts and parties in general within a cemetery. Mm-hmm. Locals of Casadega hate when kids or college students participate in legend tripping, which is, of course, being a pest. You know the practice of daring your friends to go to a spooky place or a place full of the oogie boogie and do something spooky. Sometimes it's just trespassing, but at worst it can lead to vandalism if you're an idiot. If you're in the Casadega Lake Helen Cemetery after dark, you will be arrested, especially in Halloween, because, I mean, this... Don't do that. Where sometimes it can be blocked off by the spiritualists for the rituals, or so the stories say. I wouldn't mind participating in such a thing. On Halloween? Jesus. That veil is like paper. Mm-hmm. But... If you sit on the chair and hear voices, whose voices are you hearing? Maybe we should spin away from the demonic here. Are you hearing the voices of the woman who passed and the man who would walk long distances to sit by her grave? Maybe we don't have to be as dramatic as the local legends go. Maybe we don't have to get that dark. Maybe any energy you feel near the chair is just the energy of a couple in love continuing to love long after their bodies have lapsed. Maybe that's a positive, uplifting, mature note to end on. But maybe, just maybe, I told you all that just to say, and this might be true, I mean, maybe. If you're looking for something to do outside of Orlando, like if you get bored after riding the rides or whatever, again, Disney World, if you want, you can maybe drink a beer with the devil. Or maybe like just hang out with a ghost. Either mm-hmm. way, again, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. And then weird and feared, the rule of cool always wins out. Yep. Yeah, that's a little redux, another kind of blast from the past, our episode on uh, the devil's chair. But the uh, this second read-through, the spiritualism got me real jacked up, and I'm totally pumped to dive into all those chairs and my year-long series on Sedona, Arizona. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see what that's about because I have no idea. Me too. But so that's coming. But I mean, was requested, and I mean we have fun with it, and it's a totally different episode as far as our banter and oogie boogie goes. So yeah, yeah, very pumped to be reminded of all that cool stuff. Um, some sources that I used to compile this goodies, this these goodies from was weirdus.com. You know, states, Florida cemetery safari, devil's chair, USA. <laughs> USGhostAdventures.com um, has an article, Haunted Stories, 31 Days of Halloween, Devil's Chair of Festival Florida. Um, www.florida.backroads.travel.com, Castadega, Florida. And Castadega is a whole thing. There's like a whole podcast series in Castadega um, where I believe the podcaster Jamie Loftus goes there and like dives. It's a whole series and like she like visits the spiritualists and like their camps and stuff. I was listening to it and then I got distracted. This reminds me I need to get back to that. Um, and then the historycenter.org slash Casadega. But like, where people are just trying to live their lives and they're all like mediums, spiritualists, like to this day still. And oh. it's just like outside of Orlando. I'd compare it to like, I don't know, like just being, just like basically Juliet in Chicago. Just yeah, like, just, just outside. Suburb. Yeah, close enough and like it's different and weird and like, you know. Obviously, then like people messing around, where like it's they're being all jokey, jokey about it. Like, if you want to get in with them, you have to like you know not be a piece of shit and actually mm-hmm. like just be willing to 
you know, there's like a whole council and things. It's, it's very interesting. Huh. But uh, supposedly it's the most haunted spiritualist place in the world. So, Casadega, Florida. Interesting. But yeah, there we go. Some devil's chair action, some reminders of devil's chairs I need to get back to. Mm-hmm. And uh, just feeling oogie boogie. Yeah, oogie boogie in it. So if anybody's been to Decatur and in their devil's chair, which again, these devil's chairs are coming at you. When they come, I mean, that's the fun. You don't know when it's coming, but they will be coming. And then we've got... Um, Is Decatur one of the Quad Cities? No comment. I don't know. Uh, Weird and Feared Podcast at gmail.com. You can support us on the patreon.com slash Weird and Feared where we, uh, you can get episodes that go straight from the podcast into our behind the uh, veil content where we just keep no, talking. No, it is definitely not. Uh, and we, uh, last episode, we talked about different things to name beer that Zach brews. Yeah, we did. Which, I mean, if you like um, Arnold Schwarzenegger and um, 80s action films starring him and 90s, fun to listen to and um yeah guys just support us how you can again you can get those episodes for just a a beautiful one dollar and uh just tell us what you think of the show pros cons things you like things you don't like i am just excited that you're listening so leave us a review where you can we appreciate all these things we always appreciate the oogie boogie on the weird and feared oh yeah so Buckle up and stay. Say, buckle up in like a, a chair. What if a devil's chair is in a car? That'd be a path. Interesting. Think about that. Mm-hmm. Highway to hell. Weird. But guys, we know what we're doing here. Live life, be cool, and stay spooky. Yeah, stay spooky.